0: Let's suppose I want to tell you a story. It doesn't matter what the story is. Let's keep it really simple. Let's suppose I want to tell you the story of the three little pigs. How I tell you this story matters to a degree, because how I choose to tell you, the medium I choose to use to tell you this story matters because it is through that medium that you're going to take in this story and understand it. It's going to be different if I speak it to you. It's going to be another thing if I write it out and hand it to you for you to read. It's going to be a third thing entirely if I convey this story through the medium of interpretive dance or semaphore or uh colored fireworks or whatever, or orchestral music. The medium I choose determines the boundaries in how you receive information and how you come to understand this information. The more abstract my delivery method, the more broad I am asking you to interpret or read this information. So if I were to tell you the story of the Three Little Pigs using only a variety of fireworks, you would have to work a bit harder to understand what the hell I'm trying to say than if I were to speak to you and tell you the story verbally. This is the first way I want to illustrate the flow of information, where I, the producer or provider of that information, conveys it to you the receiver of that information how you choose to do it matters likewise how your characters choose to relay information matter if your characters need to leave clues for other characters it's one thing if that clue is delivered verbally it's another thing if that clue is found written down in the back of a notebook in the middle of a burgled room How you choose to convey information to your reader sets up expectation and speaks to the difficulty of understanding that information. If I just hand you uh, a note with a single word on it, I don't know what that word is. Let's suppose that word is sandwich. You coming to figure out what I meant when I handed you this note, sandwich, is possibly the starting point for a story. But if I were to turn to you and say, hey, you sandwich, the reaction you'd have and the, the opportunity you'd be thinking of might be different than if I were to hand it to you. Medium affects understanding for a receiver. If we were to break this down one step further, if I choose the time and the medium, then all of a sudden I'm using context to figure out how best to convey information specific to you, whether it is necessary or not. If I start my morning talking to you and I'm telling you the story of the three little pigs or I'm handing you a note that says sandwich and I'm doing it as our first interaction of the day, that means something different, potentially than if I were to tell you randomly, say, at lunchtime. Because if I hand you a note at noon that says, sandwich, question mark, am I suggesting lunch to you? But if I were to hand you this note randomly at 9 o'clock in the morning, sandwich with a question mark seems a little weird. Understanding time, when something is delivered to the receiver, matters because it is when plus what that's one of the ways we make context for things. Now, whether we are talking about you to me or me to you or character to character or you to the reader, we're all talking the same thing, producer to receiver. But understanding what we're saying, how we're saying it, and when we're saying it allows us to pick and choose and shape the information Because if I turn to you and say, here's the story of the three little pigs, and I tell you that at the beginning of our interaction, am I suggesting that the three little pigs is somehow going to be a model for what's to come? I want you thinking about three little pigs before we go do the rest of our day. If I give you the story of the three little pigs at the end of the day, what's the function? How does this matter? What am I saying? When am I saying it? How am I saying it? These things help you understand the information and the flow of information because if I just randomly tell it to you if if a character randomly rocks up on another character and says, "Ah, here's a thing. This thing's important." Or they just repeat this urgent message and then die. Or they hand you this missive from the king or something. You need to understand that the reader only knows, the receiver only knows the information you're giving them based on the context clues that they're able to figure out. So if I'm randomly telling you the story of the three little pigs, it is not unreasonable for you to turn around and go, hey, John, why are you telling me the story of the three little pigs? Now, I'm either going to explain, hey, here's why I'm telling you the story, or I'm not, I'm going to leave it for you to figure out. The important thing I want to talk to you about today with the flow of information is that no matter what, no matter whether our producers and receivers are people, whether they are writers to readers, whether they are characters to characters, or anything else, it is about understanding what's being said, how it's being delivered, and why it's being delivered. When you go through your story, when you take a look at everything you've got, whether it's that discussion between two characters about, you know, what time the fancy ball is, or whether it's between the spy and their handler as to how they're going to um, break into the embassy, or whether it's a matter of two kids ready to fight after school by the flagpole. What? When? How? Those three things will help figure out why. Why are those two kids telling each other that they're going to punch each other in the nose at 3 o'clock by the flagpole? Because they were arguing about this other thing. Why am I telling you this story? Because I'm using it to illustrate a point. Why is this character telling that character, no, I've always loved you? Whatever that might be. However that might mean. The reader, the receiver, always wants a why. And if you tell them the why, if you go straight to it and go, here's the why, here's why it's important, you are robbing them of the ability to be an active participant in the flow of information. Because if you're just going to tell me the why, I don't have to pay that careful attention. I don't have to sit there and go, huh, I wonder why they're telling me this. Because if you'll just tell me, oh, here's why, then I can space out and focus on the why. The producer should never want the receiver to not pay attention. Again, whether we're talking author to reader, character to character. One note, I'm not saying you need to drown the receiver in info. I'm not saying, well, oh, John says they should pay attention, so I'm going to give him a ton of things to pay attention to. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying anything like that at all. I'm saying the receiver always wants to know why why tell me this? Why this way? Why here? Why now? Why, 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 why? And the best way for you or the character or the situation or the wise old sage or the hermit who lives in the forest to deliver the why or deliver the recipe for why, it's what's being said, how it's being delivered, and when it's being delivered. Go through your story. Go through every scene. Go through every communication one character has with another. Can you identify the what, the how, and the when? And does that combination of three things help the other character or the reader or both understand the why? That is the basics of the flow of information, of information construction. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about what happens when you withhold or delay part of that formula and what it gets you and what it costs you. But we're starting here with this today. Give this some thought and I'll talk to you tomorrow.